Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Today, we're getting organized. In today's episode, we're going to talk about creating goals, setting up a schedule that works for you and your family, and how to organize your materials and supplies so you don't run around like a crazy person each morning looking for books, pencils, and needed supplies. So let's start with goals. Moms, think about and pray about what is your ultimate goal for your family and your homeschooling this year. And don't overthink it. When I asked that question, what was the first thing that popped into your mind? What do you want to do better or be better at this year? What do you want to accomplish this year? Or maybe what don't you want to happen this year? If your homeschool mission statement goes something like, you want your children to love the Lord, love each other, and love learning, and everyone moans and groans when you say it's time for school stuff, Well, maybe this year you can focus on instilling a love of learning for the sake of learning. Is there something you can do differently or add to your week that makes learning a bit more fun and a whole lot more meaningful? If you never have time each day to finish all of your schoolwork, then maybe this year you can focus on starting each day a little earlier or working smarter, not harder, or removing some outside commitments. Where do you want to focus this year? Do you want your focus to be on relationships or scholarships? Do you want your focus to be on character or curriculum? Do you want your focus to be on transformation or information? Do you want your focus to be on peace over chaos or maybe progress over perfection? What is that one thing that always seems to trip you and your family up? Well, then make it your goal this year to improve in that area. Come up with a plan to help you achieve that goal little by little. Then come up with several goals for each child. Create an academic goal, a spiritual goal, a physical goal, and a personal or character development goal for each child. And if your kids are old enough, ask them to come up with a goal in each of these areas too. I always do this on our first day of school. I share with each of my kids what my four goals are for them, and then I ask them to come up with some of their own. Make sure they're specific, attainable, and measurable. For example, your academic goal for your fifth grader might be she finally masters those multiplication facts. Her spiritual goal might be she comes to family devotion time with a joyful attitude and she participates. Her physical goal might be she rides her bike a few times a week. And her character development goal might be that she makes her bed every day and cleans up her room at least once a week. Then ask her what she wants to work on. She might just surprise you too. When she adds her own goals, she might say her physical fitness goal might be to practice her soccer drills daily. And her personal goal might be to get along a little bit better with one of her siblings. Then write these goals in your planner or in your Bible journal 
and then write them in each child's organizer or notebook. This way, you can both see them and reference them often. Each week, talk about what big or baby steps have been made to achieve each of these goals. All right, so now let's talk about schedules and calendars. Decide what you want each homeschooling day to ultimately look like, and then be realistic. Let's be honest. You will have some super awesome days, some great days, some good days, some, well, we got most of our stuff done kind of a day, some everyone's still alive and accounted for kind of a day, and some downright horrible, no good, very bad days. There will be days you feel like a super mom and teacher of the year, and some days you feel like an epic failure and the monster from the Black Lagoon. As long as you know up front, not all of your days will be perfect, or even somewhat perfect, then you're ready to come up with a daily plan and a weekly schedule. Now start with your daily plan. What is your starting time goal? What time would you like to be finished each day? What do you want to make sure you do each and every day? How much time do you want to spend on read-alouds? Or how much time doing one-on-one with each child for their math or their reading? What do you want to do for your family devotions or Bible study? Whatever you do, don't plan your day by the minute. Do it in chunks. For example, it might look something like, by 9 o'clock a.m., we start devotions and eat breakfast together followed by some read-aloud time. And make sure you give yourself a goal like a chapter a day or 20 minutes a day. Then you might have in your daily schedule, spend some time doing history or science or art as a family. By 11-ish, start working on independent work and working with mom on one-on-one stuff. And by 12.30, 1 o'clock, end our academic subjects and eat lunch. Take your breaks when needed. Don't plan them by the minute. And save your afternoons for, you know, the music and art stuff, free play, game time, your appointments, play dates, some more reading, practicing their instruments, building with Legos, just stuff like that. If you have an older student or a high schooler, they'll probably need to hit the books a little longer after lunch while everyone else is done for the day. And be realistic with your time. Plan your priorities first. Don't save your child's hardest subject for last, and actually try not to do it first thing either. If you do math first and it's a very bad day, your child's attitude might be shot for the rest of the day. Or if math is hard for your child and you save it for last, he may not have the brain power to tackle it last during the day. The biggest misconception is that you have to do school at home, and you don't. You can have a plan or schedule, but you'll be able to get what took your child seven or eight hours to do when he was in a traditional classroom in one to three hours as a homeschooler. So enjoy the extra free time and don't feel guilty about it. You can use it if you want to catch up on some things, or you can use it for bigger projects or more reading time. But just know that you're going to get things done at a much faster pace than when they were in school. Now, look at your weekly schedule. Mark off weekly activities now. If your kids have piano every Monday and soccer every Thursday, write it into your schedule now so you can plan around them. 
On those days, your daily schedule may need to be shortened to accommodate the outside activities. Don't expect to get as much done on those busier days. Your school day could go a little longer if you want, but you'll always have time the next day. Whatever you do, don't schedule so many outside activities that you're actually never home to get some schoolwork done. All right, so now let's look at your yearly master calendar. Write in those holidays, birthdays, and special occasions. If you already have some field trips planned with your co-op, write those in too. It will help you prepare in advance for those days off. I also suggest you plan breaks too. In my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, I talk about taking a Sabbath day each week, a Sabbath hour each day, and a Sabbath week for a few times each semester. Guard those special days, special events, and special breaks. This way, you won't be tempted to cancel them when they get closer because you're stressed out or you're quote-unquote running behind in schoolwork. I know some moms color code their planners, schedules, and calendars. If you are a type A person or a visual learner, then go for it. But if you're not, then just get those things written down so you have a basic plan. Your plan may not always work out, but at least you know what you're aiming for. All right, so now let's get our stuff organized. First, make a personal space for yourself. This is where you should keep your planner or calendar, your Bible, your computer, and any teacher guides that you may have. Then make a space or create a basket or shelf for each child. In our cozy little home, we didn't really have room for each child to have their own little workspace. So I bought a large basket for each child. In my daughter's basket, I put her notebook that had her weekly assignment to-do list, her math stuff, her writing journal, the chapter book I wanted her to read for in that month for history, her violin practice book, her script for her latest musical she was in, and any handouts she needed to complete for outside classes. I put her basket on our school shelf, and each morning she would go get her basket and work on her schoolwork at her own pace. I also had a basket for my son, but his basket was organized for daily work. He needed more guidance on what to do each day so he could complete everything by the end of the week. So in his assignment notebook, I listed off what needed to be done each day instead of what needed to be done by the end of the week. As they worked on different things during the day or during the week, they checked off their assignments in their notebook. This helped me keep track of their progress too. I also had them write in their assignment notebook one or two things they learned or one or two things they mastered that day. This really helped when they were younger, when dad would ask them, hey, what'd you do today? Or grandma would ask, what'd you learn this week? It also helped both my kids and me see all of the little baby steps that we were actually taking each day. All right, now let's organize those bookshelves and any curriculum that you may be using. Use whatever method works best for you. But the best way to not go insane this year is to know where everything is supposed to be. My husband always says everything should have a place. Now, I organized my shelves by subjects and by historical period. When the kids were younger, I organized my shelves by holidays, seasons, and people and places around the world. It doesn't really matter how you organize your shelves. I always had a shelf for my daughter's stuff and a shelf for my son's stuff. Just make sure 
it makes sense to you and that your kids know when they remove something, it needs to go back to where they found it. All right, next, find a central place for all of your school supplies. I can't tell you how many hours and how many screaming fits I had because we were trying to find a pen or a pencil. We're a homeschooling family. You would think we would have an abundant amount of these necessary items. Well, we did, but we never had them in the right spots, so we could never find them when we needed them. So before school starts, stock up on pens, pencils, crayons, markers, paper of all kinds, tape, pencil sharpeners, glue, paper clips, staplers, folders, dry erase markers, page protectors, and index cards. Put them all in individual boxes or little bins and then place them all in a central location. Maybe it's in a drawer or maybe it's on a shelf or in a basket or maybe even a cabinet. Just make sure they're organized, centrally located, and easy to get to. And don't forget, when January rolls around, make sure you replenish everything. Okay, let's talk library, or shall I say, library fees. Homeschoolers are known for utilizing their local library to the utmost, but we're also notorious for late fees and lost books. So let's tame that book monster before school starts. First, get a teacher library card for yourself. This allows you to check out more books with longer lending times. Next, get a library card for each child. Children are also allowed longer lending times and they have lower late fines. Now make or buy a library bag for you and for each child. Also find or buy a large basket for you and for each child. Every time you go to the library, each kid checks out his own book and places them in his own library bag. As soon as he gets home, he places his bag or dumps all of his books into his own book basket. I had a library book basket for each child in their own rooms. Train them early to put the library books into their book basket after they read them. I also had a book basket for myself. I kept it in the front room where we did most of our read-alouds. I put all of our chapter books, picture books, science, and history books that I checked out in that basket because those were the books I wanted to read to the kids during the month. I also wanted them easy access around the house so they could pick them up and read them on their own if they wanted to. When it was time to bring the books back to the library, we each knew which books were our own and where they were. We put them all back into our library bag and off to the library we went. I have saved hundreds of dollars on late and lost book fees since I started using this library bag and basket system. I have a very helpful checklist that will help you get organized for the new school year. I would love to share it with you. It has all the things we talked about in this podcast, as well as a ton of other time and sanity savers and organizational tips. If you would like a copy of our checklist, sign up for our Coffee with Carrie email newsletter. And as a thank you, I'll send you the checklist as a gift for subscribing. You can subscribe at our website, coffeewithcarry.org, under the Join the Community tab. Well, I hope and pray this little coffee break will help you get organized for this upcoming school year. It's my prayer that God will bless your planning and that everything you do this year will be for His honor and glory. Again, moms, just breathe. If God has called you to homeschool, you can do this.
Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You can find it on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, or any of your favorite bookstores. May I humbly suggest you read this book before you start the school year. I promise it will help you take a deep breath and will help you get organized for the year. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement, or share our new book with a friend who's a little nervous about the upcoming school year. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, God bless, and see you next time.